Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, August 3, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 561 of the Biden-Harris administration, 96 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon is bobseskashow.com. So the other day I was called out on Twitter, which happens, but this time it was for not paying enough attention to the antics of the so-called dirtbag left. Guys like podcaster Jimmy Dore, Glenn Greenwald, Michael Tracy, and so on. The guys who believe there's no inherent danger whatsoever in weakening the Democratic Party in the face of the fascist idiocracy of the Trump Republican Party. So today I thought I'd chat with our friend Carlos Alizraki about this faction and why they're doing what they're doing. Carlos has been on a crusade against Jimmy Dore in particular on Twitter, so he knows what's being said and done in the name of hipster contrarianism. And of course, we all know Carlos from the Stephanie Miller Show, Rocco's Modern Life, Reno 911, SpongeBob, The Fairly Odd Parents. So many roles that there are actually two Wikipedia pages to cover all of his things. So meantime, if you like what you hear today, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at patreon.com slash Show. link in the description. All right, here's me and Carlos talking about the dirt bags. Bob Seska. All time favorites all day long. So it looks like you're. You're currently having your hair dyed. Yes. For Reno 911, is it? Getting ready for Reno 911 Christmas special to be filmed in August. Many of your same favorite people will be there. Uh, some surprises, <laughs> some old folks coming back, um, wow. all that sort of stuff. So, so, yeah, so I'm getting it dyed, heading to Yosemite tomorrow. So I get to look pretty hideous uh, with my <laughs> fake mustache and new hair. But I think, I believe that I'm receiving the best uh, hair coloring I've ever received in my life. So <laughs> this will look fantastic. 
Sounds great. Is it weird to do like a Christmas special when it's August? I have gone to Argentina in December and it's been hot there. So that's the reverse. So Santa Claus wearing hot clothes. I mean, you know, his red suit in 90 degree weather is pretty bizarre. But no, it's not. You know, it's all make believe, right? Which do you prefer more? Do you prefer voice work or actually being on screen? Is there like a, a favorite child of yours? It's always relative to the project. You know, when you're doing Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling, there's a reboot and we haven't seen each other in 25 years. We're all having a great time. If you're trapped in a video game with lots of prompts and your voice is chewed up and the content yeah. is like, arm the, arm the, arm the tank, blow <laughs> the tank, soldiers escape, incoming. You know, you're like, okay, this oh, is yeah. not fun. It's a moneymaker. And then you can be in your trailer all day waiting for something to happen and bored out of your mind. And so <laughs> it really is relative to the experience, but... I enjoy both, but man, Reno, when I was driving around with Kenny Rogers in the front of the cop car and trying to get people's attention and we're improving with, that was pretty fun and laughing with Cedric and Niecy Nash cracking up. Wow. That's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. What was it like to ride around with Kenny Rogers? Was he a nice guy or was he? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. And he was yeah. totally down for it. He's like, Hey man, pull over. I got, I have some ideas. <laughs> so he's, get out. he's pitching you while you're yeah, doing the scene. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the car and I'm gonna I'm gonna like fake like I'm going up to the door. And then I'm gonna come back and I'm like, awesome. Kenny nice. Rogers is is pitching improv ideas. Thinking it through. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do any special preparation for your voice to keep your voice uh, at optimal levels? I find that if I talk for any longer than a couple of hours, that my voice just gets drier and drier and worse and worse and worse as time goes on. But because I don't really do anything, I sit here and drink coffee, which is probably the worst thing for it. So do you have any ritual to keep your voice from fading out during a recording session or anything like that? No, I know that people have those rituals. And I've even talked to Tom Kenny, who's just an outright screamer. And his voice is so leathered after all the years of doing Tom Kenny in the high seas and all the jobs that he does. Yeah, and SpongeBob. Yeah. But no, it's just, you know, allergies can dry you out. So I've got my uh, pastilles, my blue, my black pomegranate pastilles that you get in the can. I got hot tea when I need it. You know, you can do the IOU, the if you have to sing. Yeah. But I don't really have a regular uh, schedule of pre warm up exercises. I just pretty much jump in cold. Well, let's talk about the dirtbag left. I think that's what they're calling them, right? They're the dirtbag. Because I get confused between the shit libs and the dirtbags. I'm not sure which is which, but I think it's the dirtbag. So we're talking about Glenn Greenwald, Jimmy Dore, yeah. uh, Michael Tracy. Who are some others? Who are some other names that I'm forgetting? Oh, what is this guy? Aaron Mate as a writer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a couple other guys out there. And I they're misguided and they're provocateurs. The flip side of MAGA, in, in as much as they're not real, they're provocateurs. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwald won't go on Tucker Carlson and talk about Medicare for all and talk about voter suppression and talk about January 6th because in their delusional mind, both parties are quote unquote the same. I just recently was in a Twitter battle and said, showing me this example of one's a corporatist, blah, 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 and the other one, I go, but that's disingenuous. You know the parties are different. You yeah. may not like the Democratic Party, and there may be some corruption for sure, but they're not equal. And it, it's it's clear as day. There, one has never interrupted a peaceful transition of power. One has never, well, the, the Democrats should have codified a Roe v. Wade. Did they ever really have the 60-vote threshold, if that's what it takes? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. 
And why should they have to do that? The reason they would have to do that is because one party's worse. You're being disingenuous, Jimmy Dore, when you say that private companies don't have a right to censor people, when you say that the mandates are unconstitutional. Well, you don't list that many of the mandates offered weekly testing or getting the vaccine. So you you leave key components out to keep up this illusion that you are the path forward to righteousness. And you make believe that if only the perfect candidate was elected on the left, that the right would suddenly abandon all of their cultism, that if Bernie Sanders got elected, the right would go, you know what, we do need to look at, you know, Medicare for all. And we do need to look at taking these voter laws away. No, no. Again, you're Albert Brooks in in Lost in America. You think the casino is going to give the money back. They're not going to give the money back. You know the game. Your self-righteousness and your comedy tour cannot circumvent the fact that you have to win elections. And no matter if you want to vote for Santa Claus or Peter Pan in the primary, God help you. Go for it. But once the primary has rendered what reality is, and this is reality, there because of Citizens United, thank you, Ralph Nader voters, for bringing us in Citizens United, because whether you like it or not, in Minnesota and in Florida, you cost Gore those electoral votes. Mm-hmm. And you knew better. You, you just wanted to say, no, I don't, he's a corporate Democrat and I'm going to stand by my vote. Why? After the primary, the question becomes why? And then the answer becomes psychologically, you're a child. Yeah. Because there's no logical reason not to vote Noam Chomsky, their hero. It's a mistake not to vote against the greater evil. There's no logical reason to vote third party once your candidate has no shot. Mm-hmm. You help the side that you hate less. I'm sorry, that's reality. Yeah. And the yeah. consequence of you not voting for Hillary, you not voting for Al Gore, you not voting for Joe Biden, is that you're helping the worse evil. And your answer to that is to say that they're both the same. And that is completely disingenuous. And it ruins you. You view pragmatism as complicity. And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's making an adult decision. And it, But it's more provocative for Aaron Mate and, and Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwald to go the censorship and this provocative war <laughs> that the U.S. started because they were wanted to join NATO. And now look what Nancy's doing in Taiwan. Well, it's, you know, yeah, I can agree that what we've done in Yemen, I don't like Joe Biden fist bumping the crown prince. I think that was a sign of weakness. I can say that, but he's not Trump. He's not Republicans. Mm -hmm. And to say that he is, is a complete lie, but it sells comedy shows. It it makes it seem like Jimmy's correct. Jimmy is not what Jon Stewart is. Jimmy would never confront Tucker Tucker Carlson because that's the avenue to be provocative and to build that base. And will he run for office? I doubt it. He's a coward. But if Jimmy Dore ran for office and he became the Democratic nominee and represented the best statistical chance to beat Trump or Ron DeSantis, you're damn right I would vote for him. And that's the difference between you and I and a Jimmy Dore and a Glenn Greenwald. They have this weird purity test that ignores what reality is. And that's why they're dangerous. Yeah. And one big way they ignore reality, Carlos, is the fact that they use this term corporatist dem. You mentioned this a couple seconds ago. The problem is with that line of attack that, oh, my God, those Democrats take corporate money for their campaigns. They have to. Yes, they have to. Of course they have to. Why, because, the, because the Republicans are doing it. And what are we going to do? United open the floodgates yeah. because you voted for Ralph Nader. Go back to the cause. Right. 
Well, but at the same time, if the Republicans are raking in all kinds of campaign contributions from corporations and people who work for corporations, then the Democrats have to do it. It's like uh, nuclear proliferation. It's like if you start to disarm all of your nuclear warheads, but the other side keeps all of their nuclear warheads, that puts you in an extreme disadvantage. So by using this term corporatist dem, what they're doing is they're trying to coerce Democrats into going into elections without any money against a Republican party that is accumulating piles and piles of money, right? From oligarchs uh, and everybody, the dirty money. Mm -hmm. You know, I've used so many different analogies, but democracy is hanging on a thread. Democracy has been bitten by a great white shark and it's bleeding out on the beach. And you say you won't, and the only thing that could save you right now is a, is a leather belt tourniquet. That's it. We, that's the only thing we could find. And you're saying, no, no, I refuse it. I don't like leather. It's not righteous. I am going to wait for the pleather belt to show up and I will vote only for the pleather belt. Well, guess what? We're going to die because of your purity. You vote for the pleather belt before the shark attacks you. And then that's it. Then once you don't have one, you get a rope, you get somebody's intestines, you get anything you can to stop from bleeding out on the beach. And that's reality. Those are the rules. Mm-hmm. It's, and they, 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 again, they view, they, they view pragmatism as complicity and then they call it vote shaming. I'm not vote shaming you, you idiot. I'm telling you what the consequence of your decision is. And then that is to help the more evil side. It, it, it's such... These guys are the guys in the park that wear the black netting with the big white helmets, with PVC swords, thinking that they're doing self-defense. You're doing nothing. (laughs) You're wasting time. You're a false guru. And I can't believe. And then I get it from all sides, Bob. Oh, you're washed up, failed, and you're a failure. Or you're a rich elite. Well, which is it? Which am I? Yeah, right. You you, you want to attack me from all sides, but you don't know who I am. I had a paper out. I washed dishes. Pardon me for being successful. And I don't I don't uh, deride Jimmy for being successful. I only deride him because he says he's one thing. Your his comedy tour, I doubt it has raised any of the minimum wages for any of the comedy club employees across the country where he's worked. I doubt that he's gotten health care for any of these comedy club employees. Mm. I doubt that their tips all of a sudden get better during his show. So it's that's what I get mad at. I can say that, yeah, am I a limousine liberal sometimes? And I might vote for a corporate dem. Yeah, because I got kids and I have a reality that I have to keep up. Well, you don't, you're not working for your kids if we don't get these kids. I get it. I get all your, I get your, um, your belief in a better world. I, I want it too. That's what primaries are all about. Yeah. And it, I don't agree with the closed democratic primary system that doesn't allow more people to involve. I, I'm, I'm with you there, but those are the rules mm-hmm. Again, because the, the Republicans are in lockstep, you know, and that this is the problem is that they, they believe I was talking about with my therapist, they, they believe in a, in a world where they have power, where they have autonomy and that world doesn't exist. Yeah. We don't have control. All we can do is vote given the system that we have that, as we talked about, requires that they accept money from some dirty players. And we may not like the two choices we have, but to pretend that there is a viable third choice after a primary that's going to make a difference, the evidence shows that it hasn't. What What's happened since Ralph Nader, Nader in 2000 with this third party voting? Nothing. It's not moved the needle an inch, yeah. a, a micrometer. It's only served to embolden 
the Republican Party. And mm-hmm. to then to say that that tr- their leftovers from uh, MAGA was created by because the Dems were had left those people behind. Well, if that's true, Jimmy Dore, go to a Trump rally and talk about Medicare for all. You'll last four seconds. <laughs> right. You know what? In You're fact, humble. let's talk about Jimmy Dore for a second. For the people who listen to this show and don't know who Jimmy Dore is, because in a relative sense, he's not nearly as well known as Glenn Greenwald, for example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his story? Where did Jimmy Dore come from? What is he doing on the Internet right now that is uh, is actually occupying a lot of your time where you're spending a, a lot of uh, effort on social media debunking his bullshit. So who is this guy, Jimmy Dore, and uh, where does he come from? Yeah, I'll give you the why I'm doing it. Because I got fucking kids, and you're <laughs> yeah. fucking with my family, Jimmy Dore, and you're fucking it up, and you're helping other people fuck it up. That's mm. the why I attack him. Because he's dangerous. Yeah. He's dangerous. Jimmy Dore is a stand-up comedy that I was friends with. He was a really clever guy, did some political stuff, hung out with David Feldman. We would do David Feldman's NPR thing with Eddie Pepitone and and all these guys. Uh, and he was a comic. And and then I think he was having moderate success. He had some back surgery problems and he went, really went through a lot of health problems and props to him for fighting through all that. So there's a lot of strength. And then I think he just, I remember talking to his former manager and he goes, God, all Jimmy did, would do is fucking complain. That's all he would do. Complain, <laughs> complain, complain. I go, I get it. So at some point he swallowed the poison. He started to believe in the rhetoric that the left could be this type of party that figures out all the corruption and what's wrong with America and that Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwald are the answer. So I believe it became successful for him to be a provocateur, yeah. not an actual person. Just because somebody has a successful comedy tour and a podcast doesn't mean they're psychologically an adult. And that goes for any celebrity, any athlete, just because somebody has financial success or or are a following, it doesn't make them an adult. I And I suspect Jimmy lacks a lot of psychological de- development because it makes, he still believes that this attitude can make a difference. That if I just cut down the Democratic Party and not attack the other party, then we'll get to this righteous uh, Zootopia or Utopia where mm-hmm. I can be the leader of the new left world. It, and that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. For him to come to grips with it would mean that he would have to shake down his whole psychology and go, you know what? I was wrong. And he's not a, he's, he's the werewolf that's afraid to kill himself. You know, he's like, you got to kill yourself, dude, because you're doing nothing. You're just ruining it for my kids. Yeah. In fact, he's not really doing anything that's that unique. In fact, he's just kind of stealing Glenn Greenwald's shtick, which is. I think he's fighting on Glenn Greenwald's. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which is, is to kind of be a disruptor. He believes, and, and this is Glenn Greenwald. I think Glenn Greenwald believes that if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to somehow scramble the left-right paradigm and then everything's going to get all mixed up and out of that, suddenly there's this progressive utopia on the other side. It's like the underpants gnome metaphor, right? Scramble yeah. the left-right paradigm is number one. Number two, question mark. Number three, progressivism. But that question mark is a, a thousand horrible things, mostly to poor people. All kinds of horrible shit happens in that process, right? And that's their business model that they keep uh, forcing onto people who don't know a whole lot better than that. They yeah. don't, yeah. It, what they're doing is they're standing up on the lifeboat because they think they figured it and like, and we're sitting here going, dude, if you stand up on the lifeboat, you risk all of us getting dumped and drowning. 
Yeah. Don't stand up in the lifeboat. Well, it's the proper thing to do. It isn't the proper thing to do. Mm -hmm. It really, as you say, has an effect and it doesn't work because as you say, the Republicans aren't going to respect that. Yeah. The Republicans are, are going to, why doesn't Glenn Greenwald go on freaking Tucker and attack Tucker on the Supreme Court? You want to talk about censorship? They're not even covering the January 6th committee. How, how big it, at least Jimmy Dore mentioned something about Ron DeSantis banning books, but that was a little something. But talk about that censorship. Talk about what they're doing with voter suppression. Talk about what they're doing with LGBTQ rights. Talk about Roe versus Wade. You're censoring yourself from going on Fox News and talking about that. You're not a hero. Julio Assange is not a hero. He's a coward. Why didn't he go after re Republicans? Why did he just go after the Democrats and what they did vis-a-vis -vis Bernie Sanders? Mm -hmm. Because it was provocative. And it's pro probably because uh, I'm going to go there. It's probably because of what the Russians wanted. You know, why doesn't Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwald, the big pot smoker, stand up for Brittany Griner? Where's that support? Because it's, it, what it means is that he's well thought, he's thinking moderately, he's thinking pragmatically now going, hey man, what I'm saying has an effect negatively on people. And they won't give it up. It's, it, it, they're power hungry. They're just like Trump. They'll never back down, they'll never apologize. They are the flip side of Donald Trump. It's, yep. And it's scary, it's a cult. It's a cult. These people feel empowered, like I follow Jimmy's tour and you're a sellout and you are the Taco Bell dog and you're what and you're too rich. And Jesus. like, dude, you don't know me. I got kids. What do you got? You're 21 and you're showing up and Jimmy Dore is screaming nonsense and you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it's like a combination of uh, social media reach. They're chasing that. They've had some success along those lines. It's obviously a career move. You know, the question I always have, are they getting financed by any sort of foreign governments to be these disruptors? And uh, people are kind of supporting that. I mean, I don't know if it's... Because, anywhere, Bob, it's, I don't think it's a number of people that's significant, but I think they do get enough support to uh, enrich themselves and to be able to uh, make as much money as possible. I think so. And I agree with that. And, and to the followers, followers of these people, it gives them the illusion of power that my voice makes a difference. And you know what? It doesn't. Yeah. I, uh, my daughter just walked in. The, 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 the world doesn't <laughs> care about your voice. Yeah. You don't make a difference. You lost an election and you're getting farther away from your goal of medi medi good Medicare coverage. You're getting farther away of your goal of climate climate policy. You're getting farther away of your goal of LGBTQ and women's rights. You're only getting farther from your goal by disrupting the system that's already working. Is it working slowly? Is it full of corruption? Yes. But that's, unfortunately, that's the best we got. Now, Jimmy has given you this illusion of power. You make a difference and you show up at the comedy show and you donate and Jimmy's going to change the world again. Since Ralph Nader in 2000, what has that far left done? Nothing. You yep. lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> it's done nothing yeah. but make it easier for the Republicans to win elections. And that's the inherently dangerous thing, at least when we're talking about the present day, right? That's the problem where we're not just facing a Republican Party from 1992. This is not the old uh, pre-Y2K Republican Party, which was still really screwy. 
But yeah. we're talking about a whole new territory that they've staked out. And if yeah. that if that Republican faction, the modern Republican Party, is able to uh, win back majorities in Congress, to win back the, the White House, to accumulate more state legislatures and governor's mansions, they're not going to yeah. leave office, are they? And for some reason... These guys, Jimmy Dore, Greenwald, Aaron Maté, uh, Michael Tracy, Ryan Knight, the entire cabal of these guys just refuse to accept that reality. And I think that's yeah. what's driving a lot of us nuts. Like, you know what you guys are precipitating here is you're precipitating the end of American democracy by not a- even acknowledging the reality yeah. of the stakes of our elections these days. Yeah, you know, they, they won't acknowledge that theocracy mm-hmm. and its pollution is far more dangerous than YouTube censoring your speech because you're lying or you're creating hate groups. Yeah, That's way more dangerous than, than what the Republicans are doing, controlling straight legislatures, uh, saying that they can overturn the outcome of a state. Carrie Lake, I think winning in Arizona for election deniers. Again, when you st- say that both parties are equal, you're lying. We don't have election deniers like that. We don't have people embracing theocracy. And you're right. To ignore that is at the peril of the nation and my kids. And that's why I attack these guys. You're lying. You're provocateurs lining your own pockets, building your own mystique that you're somehow the savior. And you're not. You're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. You don't like that the world changes slowly. You don't like that you actually don't have power as a journalist. You don't, you change nothing. What you're writing might be true. I I agree the United States has been nefarious in in Yemen. And look what happened in 1953 with blowback when getting rid of uh, Mossadegh in in Iran uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and participating in in, in inserting the Shah. Yeah, we've done some really bad things. Our mm-hmm. government is, are there Nazis in the Ukrainian, Ukrainian army? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean Zelensky is not fighting for freedom. They just uh, okayed gay marriage, right? In the middle of a war. So that's not a Nazi thing to do. You, all you want to do is p- point out the bad elements of the Democratic Party. And as you say, ignore the bad elements of the Republican Party. And that's yeah. not honest journalism. That's mm-hmm. being a provocateur and being greedy for your own uh, self uh, uh, anointment. All right, here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska Show without all of these pesky commercial interruptions. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of this podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. In exchange for your generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, the Thursday show, plus you're going to get the Shadow Docket show every Tuesday and Thursday, and you're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included in that level of support. So basically, you get everything we have to offer with the Ultimate Edition, all for just $15 per month. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska plays more music. I mean, and what we're really talking about here is accountability. And ultimately, there's nothing wrong with accountability for our elected leadership. But there is this school of thought mostly occupied by the guys we're talking about that says relentlessly hectoring democratic leadership on social media is the way to get them to do things. But I've seen very little evidence of that. It's, it's almost a myth that if we scream at our elected leadership on Twitter all day long, that somehow they're going to adjust their approach to me. If you're going to do it, it needs to be precise and surgical and have a strong chance of working because if it doesn't, you're making a lot of other people pissed off at Democrats at a time when the Democrats are the only thing standing between us and Christo-fascism, for God's sake. So it seems like the most effective means is to rally support for an issue, support for an issue, yeah. rather than rallying opposition to behavior. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. What they're trying to do is demand perfection, and perfection doesn't exist. You know, to say... Ilhan Omar and Jepal and AOC are now sellouts because they couldn't get legislation done. It's like, you you don't know how Washington works and it is corrupt, but they have mm -hmm. to navigate through that. So again, Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwald, why don't you run for office, get elected, go to Congress, go to the Senate and see what you can do. You're armchair quarterbacking. You think it's so easy. You can't get it done You because to to do to run for office at least Senate Unger ran for office right for council and yeah. he got beat pretty soundly he didn't make it but at least he tried and that's where I'll give him props right I know he argues with Hal Sparks and Kasparian does and I like a lot of what Kasparian has to say but these guys Glenn Greenwald Mate Jimmy Dore they will never run for office because it will expose the weakness of who they really are, which are ineffective blowhards. Yeah, and you know why they won't run for office ever, Carlos, is because local politics, state politics, just isn't sexy on the platforms that they occupy. Yeah. You know what, Jimmy Dore is gonna get zero reach out of running for city council because no yeah. one gives a shit about city council and they probably should. Let's be clear about that. We should probably yeah. care more about state and local politics, but- yeah. Jimmy Dore, Glenn Greenwald, these guys are out to enrich themselves, to increase their social media reach, to increase their reach on the internet. And yep. running for local office is not going to help that endeavor, is it? Yeah, no, it's not going to help that endeavor. And it's not going to help the quote unquote followers of these guys. They'll be, they're, what I want to ask the Jimmy Dore people that go to comedy clubs and have done all these and going out to, to these rallies. What has he done for you that's physically tangible, that's made your life better, other than to give you the illusion that you can just complain on Twitter all day and feel like you're powerful? It's an illusion. He's done nothing for you. He hasn't given you health care. He hasn't made the schools in your area better. He hasn't made traffic better. He hasn't 
made you healthier. He's done none of those things. Mm-hmm. So you really need to take a look at that. And yeah, Bob, you and I and Stephanie and voting for Biden, that's not sexy. But guess what? Biden was the, the, the choice. I voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016. I really loved his message. But once the primary rendered him not the winner, I had two choices. I became an adult. Yeah. I went with a pragmatic choice. I voted for somebody I didn't love, which was Hillary. I think Joe Biden's too too old. Is he still getting the job done? You're damn right he is. It sounds like Bob Evans. But he, <laughs> he is getting the job done. To, but to me, I want to say he's very old. But if Joe Biden emerges the Democratic candidate against DeSantis or Trump, you're goddamn right I'm voting for him because that's what we're left with. I want Pete Buttigieg. I'd love Jimmy Dore to win the the Democratic election. I'd love Greenwald to win the election and have everybody uh, on board. But that's just not going to happen. Yeah. And anything else is just freaking playing around in Disneyland. Like, I got a new ticket. I'm powerful. No, Disney screwed you. You you, you (laughs) paid this money and you're just at a freaking amusement park. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's so sad. Again, they're like MAGA cultists. I got the Jimmy Dore bullhorn and the Glenn Greenwald pen and I'm a rebel. No, you're not. You're not. You're just wasting your time. Your yeah, life has yeah. not become better and you're not making it better. You haven't made it better for my kids. And then to be a, a, a vaccine conspiracy theorist and the mandates like he he jumped on that. He wouldn't have real epidemiologists or virologists on his show. He started start to just you paint yourself in the corner where you look just looking like a clown. It's not sexy to wear a mask, Bob, as I pointed out. <laughs> you know, I love people always take the yeah. CDC says you don't have to wear a mask. People should not be looking at him funny in a, in, a, in a restaurant or whatever. But at the same token, don't tell me I wear a mask because I'm afraid of living. How many skydives do you have? What kind of motorcycle do you ride? I'm not right. afraid of life. It's just, I'm sorry. I want to wear a mask for my own protection to help other people. I know that's not sexy. I know I'm not sounding like the government's trying to take me down. I know I took the vaccine and all my boosters and I trust what's in it. I know that the vaccine, again, the vaccine's not perfect. People mm-hmm. will have side effects. Nobody ever said it was. Nobody ever said it was going to stop the cure. Oh, Biden was lying. Look at these pictures of Biden. Jimmy will post bull, bullshit like that. But yeah, they were all taking the vaccine because it was the best thing. Av- again, pragmatic. Yeah. The best thing available. Mm-hmm. It's so sexier to go, oh, no, I'm resisting it. I'm not going to believe the government. It's stupid. You're, you're trying to gleam individuality from this stupid cult that does nothing for you. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's all right there on the tip of your eyeball. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult of disingenuousness is what it yeah. really is. And that's yeah. why I don't engage these guys as much as I used to. I used to engage Glenn Greenwald all the fucking time. And I just yeah. stopped because it was like screaming at a brick wall. There's no reasoning with that crowd. I mean, here's a great yeah. example of it. And you know what? This is also a reason why they will never run for office. It's because they don't understand the dynamics of American elections. They don't understand that elections here are binary. If your vote doesn't go to the Democrats, Republicans have an easier time winning. That is just simple math. You, know, you nailed it, Bob. I, I wanted to bring up that point. It's math. Yeah. It's not about being sexy. It's not about truth. It comes down to the science, the pragmatic, logical math. Yep. Ralph Nader's votes, oh, well, but Gore didn't do enough. To, but, but at the point where the primary was rendering out Nader pointless, all of those 20,000 votes reluctantly, with your head bowed a little bit, should have and could have gone to Al Gore. Then you would have been way, 
you would have had Citizens United. You wouldn't have had the Supreme Court. You wouldn't have had the Iraq War. You wouldn't have the response in Afghanistan. So many things would have been better. And to 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 deny that you're partly responsible for that is a lie. You are. You made a mistake. That's what we're trying to say, Bob. Mm -hmm. Yes, what Bob and I do as adults is not sexy, but that's life. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's right. And you know what else, Carlos? I'm so done with this line of attack, and I get this most often, weirdly enough, from Cenk Uger, where he accuses me of being an apologist for the Democratic Party. And I feel like... Oh my God, do you not see what the stakes of our elections are now? I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of being falsely accused of being a shill for the establishment when in fact I'm a shill for one thing. I am a shill for winning elections. And if that means promoting the good shit, then I'm going to shill the good shit. I mean, we want strong messaging about accomplishments, don't we? I mean, that's the thing we've all been talking yes. about. Where's the messaging? Well, we're always complaining about that, but when we promote the message, we're accused of being shills. Something yes. has to give in that equation, doesn't it? It's so deriding to be labeled like that, right? It gives Senek Unger, or whatever his name is, Felix, it yeah. gives him the sense of power to say you're an apologist. Yeah. When the reality is you're playing by the rules and this is the choices that we have. And there have been some accomplishments, accomplishments made. They've been slow. They haven't been as great as we wanted. But what we're doing is at the casino, we're playing with the cards that are dealt. Yeah. And I've used this analogy. You and I, Bob, we're Dwayne Johnson in Night of the Living Dead. And we're, <laughs> the zombies are breaking in. We're grabbing a gun. We're grabbing boards and we're nailing boards to the windows. And the Senec Ungers and the Jimmy Doors and the Green Greenwalls are the guys on the couch going, no, I won't participate in the creation of this zombie culture. The left is what created this. But yeah, I get all that. But fucking help me pack up, patch up the windows. Otherwise, we'll all be killed. <laughs> Grab a board, get off the couch, right? suck it up and put some boards on the windows. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, democracy dies in the teeth of the Republican zombies. And that's it. They want to ignore the, the fact that there is a big disease out there and we're they hate that corporate dems are their best chance at stopping that and again they will never mention that noam chomsky and you can look it up yeah noam chomsky their guy their rebel and i agree with what a lot of noam has to say about the middle east and bds and all that kind of stuff but noam said it was a mistake not to vote for hillary but they won't say that Mm -hmm. that's censorship that's again talk about an apologist I, and I know the young Turks, they want to appear that th- that sells their show. I'm standing up and I'm calling these Dems. And again, at least he tried to run, but he found out what reality was real fast. <laughs> exactly reality right. Doesn't, reality doesn't care about your your demographics or your followings or all that. I love what you and Hal and Stephanie and we bring to the table. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're doing a sexy liberal comedy tour, but we're not we're pretending that we're going to change the world and get health care for all. We're pretending that we support the Democratic party over the Republican Party, because guess what? There are only two viable parties because mm-hmm. of Ralph Bader and Citizens United. That's right. There's only two viable parties, and one is way more evil than the other one. The other one, the Democrats are not perfect, but they are accomplishing things. And even Joe Manchin came halfway, and hopefully cinema will get out of one of those crazy clown dresses and get on board and help, help this shit go through. All right, back with more Carlos right after these words. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. How do you motivate guys who kind of stand in the corner with their arms folded, feeling disaffected, like, oh my God, you know what? That Democrat didn't support uh, giving me my own pony, so therefore that Democrat right. is not going to get my vote. What do you say the to those people, Carlos? The single voter issue, yeah. I, I responded to a guy like that. I guess all I could say is that I remember uh, the morning my daughter was four years old. It was the day after the election. The morning I went in and Stephanie was crying, but I got up that morning after the show, came back home, and my daughter said, why are you, mommy, so sad? Did the bad guy win? And I, said, I had to look at my daughter in the face and go, yeah, the bad guy won. And all the time, those fucking motherfuckers that didn't vote for Hillary, I wish you could see the look on my daughter's face because she knows. How come you didn't know? Yeah. That's what I say. It's not about you and your self-righteousness. What I say to those single voter, well, Jill Stein, this one guy's like, Jill Stein was going to promise me health care. Well, yeah, Santa Claus was going to, as you say, <laughs> promise me a puppy. But Santa Claus didn't win the primary. So, yeah. So after the primary, you, what are you doing? Yeah. That's what I say. Have your primary. Vote on a single issue in the primary. I also get the sense, Carlos, that a lot of these guys are – totally happy with the concept of a democratic president acting like a dictator, basically uh, governing by executive order, uh, overriding the will of Congress and, and doing his or her own thing. And that is a that's a weird approach to take, especially in the wake of four years of Donald Trump, in which the rule of law was essentially flushed down the crapper with Donald Trump's documents. I mean, how do we get through four years of saying, why don't the Republicans follow the rule of law? And then as soon as we get a Democratic president, we say, why doesn't the Democratic president overrule the will of the 50-50 United States Senate? It's a bizarre dynamic that I'll never understand. Yeah, because it's potentially dangerous. You abolish the filibuster and you try to stack the Supreme Court. If you lose Mm -hmm. these elections... Then you're really done. Yeah. It's too risky a move. And again, because that's the sexy move, right? And I agree with a lot of things that Robert Reich says, but what you, you have to outline the you have to out, outline the dangers of those things. And it's mm-hmm. it's really tricky to navigate that. If you if you make a mistake and you lose power, then you're really, really done. Yeah. Yeah. So the best we can do is vote for more Democratic senators and keep the house and slowly but surely. You know, Kansas was a good sign, right? Voting mm-hmm. no on taking away abortion rights and, and trust the will of the people. But yeah, we we really have to get on board and say that, as Malcolm Nan said, and he said it before, this is democracy's at stake. So yeah, you can't afford to vote not blue after the primary renders the third party useless. You get your chance in the primary. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's always been. 
And Kansas is a great example where we don't necessarily have to sit on our hands and wait for our elected leadership to do something about issue X, Y, or Z. We can actually take the initiative on ourselves, uh, collect signatures on the weekends with uh, the next nearest activist group, and accumulate enough signatures to get a ballot initiative on in our state during the next election, and we can vote on these things ourselves, especially an issue like abortion, where you've got supermajority national support for abortion rights. Seems like something like Kansas can be duplicated in uh, whatever other red states have ballot initiatives as a possibility. So yes. that's a great example of instead of sitting and bitching on Twitter all day long, so while you're screaming at Joe Biden, why aren't you out collecting signatures? Why aren't you yeah. out registering people to vote in the next election? Uh, I guess it's just easier to scream on social media, isn't it? It's not sexy to do that, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not sexy to, to move slowly, to move methodically. Um, I, I, I think, and again, Jimmy Dore and Glenn Greenwell gives you the illusion that your life is suddenly now interesting yeah. because you're active and you're vocal and you're onto it, but you're not interesting. You got to get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you got to take a shit, you got to get work done, you got to drive somewhere, you got to go to the DMV, you got to pay taxes, you got to buy groceries, you got to pay bills. Your life isn't sexy. Am I, and have I had success in the voiceover world? Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. But as I said, I was a paper boy. I was a dishwasher. I was a bus boy. I worked in a furniture store. So yeah, I, I deserve my success. But my life's not sexy. I got kids. I got to walk into school. They get sick. They get infections. I got to work. Car breaks down. I'm sick. Luckily, I didn't get COVID. I got to wear my mask indoors. That's boring. So a lot of my life is not, it's not sexy and glamorous. But that's the way life is. All we're asking for is people to be adults. Get stop listening to Greenwall and Jimmy Dore and go to a real therapist. And if you go give you give it one year of therapy, you'll go, holy fuck, was I a child? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's what I recommend. So in a nutshell. So how do these guys like Jimmy Dore justify their wealth? Uh, Ryan Knight, for example, who used to be a member of the Stephanie Miller show before he lost his mind, I don't know, was suddenly signed another contract with someone else. I don't know what happened to Ryan Knight. Regardless, he identifies as a communist now, but I hope he's enjoying his backyard swimming pool as communists do, don't they? Yeah. And, and Jimmy Dore with his $1.9 million LA compound. How do they justify that shit to their listeners? How do they how do they get around that? I don't begrudge them for their success. What I begrudge them for is their false identity as a communist and a man of the people. You're not. You're mm -hmm. a capitalist and that's okay. Yeah. Just admit that you are. You're a regular person that's trying to make money and live a comfortable life. You're not a rebel, you're not a unabomber, you're not living in a shack. You're not walking the streets. I don't begrudge Bernie Sanders. He has to make money. Big deal. He sold a book. Mhm. But he's never pretending. At least he's in the Senate trying to get things done. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't justify that. But I don't begrudge them for their for success. I begrudge them because they're phonies. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, it's a huge contradiction, suffice to say. Yep. So, yep. hey, you know what? By the way, thank you again for helping me out with that Alex Jones puppet show a couple of years ago for Sexy you're Liberal. Welcome. Your Trump is one of the best. Uh, and I've noticed you're incorporating some James Austin Johnson into it, which is, is awesome. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, if, you, if you're talking about shrimp jab, yeah, because he's the best. Scooby doesn't do. They said Scooby does, but Scooby doesn't do. He's amazing. So, all right, thank my you, friend. Bob. Thank you so much. Good luck with Reno 911, and we'll talk to you again yeah. real soon. Go see a psychologist, all you Jimmy Dore people. 
Give it one year and then vote. <laughs> Give it, no, two months and then vote blue. All righty. Take care, my friend. All right. Take care, Bob. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.